Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I am getting texts like crazy from my fellow Michigan Wolverines saying, is Jim Harbaugh leaving us? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. There's one person who knows, and that person is named Jim Harbaugh. The Rich Eisen Show. Stop texting me, because I don't know. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Fox Sports College Football Analyst, Bruce Feldman. Still to come. Your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you missed the first two hours of this program, we chatted in studio college football and Jim Harbaugh potentially leaving Michigan to go into uh, to go into uh, the world of uh, professional football with Bruce Feldman. We talked college football with him. We talked college football also uh, and Jim Harbaugh with Mike Florio in hour number one. Uh, also, if you missed either of those first two hours, not only do we re-air um, on the Roku channel right here, but uh, we post some of the show on Twitter as well as um, as our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter. Also, if you missed it, Mike Del Tufo uh, has accepted the nomination of Speaker of the House. I still haven't. Uh, you just you just can't come up with an agenda, which, by the way, does, sa- does sound like, like what the real world yeah. is right now. Who's so, friend? Um, so well, you, for, for the moment, you're still here. Uh, and he's wearing pants for the second day in a row. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. That's here. what's funny. Like, yeah. Very confused. You, prior to the show yesterday, like, you couldn't, TJ, you could not have, don't, don't drink, don't drink, because you'll spit yeah, take, man. Because yeah. you came out, you had pants yes. on. You're Which always wearing cargo wear. shorts. You know, what's upon that? What was that? Two, three years ago? We, you, we you, retired. We retired one of your cargo like four shorts in the, in the, years in the Raptors, cargo right? Cargo long gone. Because you wore the same cargo yeah, shorts forever. day in day out, I had a couple pairs, and it ripped like so badly that you couldn't wear them anymore. So we hung them in the we hung them in the rafters here, mm-hmm. yes. like it was a retired like a retired cargo <laughs> short. Like that was no, like no one will ever. Yeah. It's a long time yeah. ago, but it was yeah. a very moving ceremony. Yes, yes. Yeah. it was. Yeah. I was moved. I watched from LABC and shed a tear. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Right. Yeah, the shorts of honor. The, the shorts of honor here. Um, <laughs> what you said yesterday? But, but, <laughs> but he wore said. pants, and then he walked out, and they're these dark pants, and they're, they're you know his legs are skinnier than the top part, and we're not used to seeing the full body. I said it looked like that moment when we saw Kermit the Frog full body for the first time. <laughs> And it did look like that. You know, like when you saw the Muppet movie for the they're first like, time? Whoa. They're like, whoa, he can walk. Oh, he's got legs. And the only thing that compares to that is when Bob Barker showed up all gray one time. Oh I was like, whoa. I, I know. Could happen. 
Kermit the Frog here. TJ you know, literally could not Kermit breathe. Kermit the Del Tufo here. So there you are. You're off. wearing your pants again today. <laughs> yes. Very proud of you. Hey, you know what they Rich. say, Rich? New New Year, new me. New He's me. taking that like yeah, to we, heart. It really see? is a new him. I'll be wearing shorts in about two days. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe Biscalia of the uh, Athletic, who covers the Buffalo Bills, is going to be joining us in about 17 minutes' time. There, uh, Brockman, you've got a news update. Is Zach Taylor part of that? Or do you, he, want, me, you want me to he, handle that separately? Zach Taylor is, but we can do it right now if you want. You know what? Um, let's just do that first up, and then we'll sure. get the rest of the news from you. Sounds good. Um, so Zach Taylor is talking today. The Bengals head coach having a media availability today. The Bills have not spoken, and there is no media availability for him today. And, of course, so much is being talked about is about what happened on the field and the ready for play, get ready to play, and how the NFL has been cast as being uh, heartless corporate Raiders to say, get out there in five minutes. And then, of course, Troy Vincent, the senior VP, the executive VP of football ops, saying later on that it was ridiculous that they told him to get five minutes to get ready. Although ESPN, Joe Buck was saying what they were being told that the players had been told to get five minutes ready. And to me, it had always seemed as if the ready-for-play, return-for-ready-to-play, they were following a protocol until it dawned on everybody that there is no protocol for what the hell just happened. And the right decision eventually was landed on, which was to send everyone back to the locker room and then eventually postpone the game. But this is the first time we are hearing from one of the coaches involved in the famous conversation with uh, the officials on the field. This is what Zach Taylor had to say today. You know, it came together with Sean McDermott and the officials kind of led the way there. And, and it was determined, you know, just to just to take a few moments as teams to, to just process what had happened and separate and go to our sidelines and uh, just take a few moments to process because no one had had that chance. You know, I, I look at Sean and those players, all they were doing is looking at their teammate and their brother and, and hoping for the best there. That's the only thing going through their minds. I, I didn't say a word to anybody the entire time except for TB. Um, who, who knew DeMar, and, and I could tell that he was going through it. So I could just see the expressions on Jordan Poyer's face and Josh Allen's face and TB's face. And so you're processing just uh, um, you know how, how uh, awful the situation was. We separated his teams. Uh, the officials, again, did a great job of coming over to me and saying, hey, um, you know, they're, they're still trying to process this moment here, uh, Coach McDermott and their team. And so um, instead of playing telephone on separate sidelines, the decision was made just to go over there and, and make sure we're all, you know, talking together. And and I won't disclose um, any of the private conversations Sean and I had except for this. When I got over there, uh, the first thing he said was, I need to be at the hospital tomorrow, and I shouldn't be coaching this game. And so that, to me, provides all the clarity because there, there was no uh, unprecedented is the word that gets thrown out a lot about this situation because that's what it is. Uh, but in that moment, he really – uh, showed who he was, that, that all his focus was just on DeMar and being there for him, being there for his family at the hospital. And, and at that point, um, I think everybody, everything trended in the, in the direction it needed to trend and the right decisions were made there. Wow. Got to be with DeMar. Beautiful. Yeah. TB, um, I believe we have sussed out as Tyler Boyd, who played. Tyler Boyd went to Pitt, too, so. Played at Pitt. Sure, they have a connection. Just like um, DeMar Hamlin. I'm telling you guys. 
there could be some, it could come out that somebody from the league was told them five minutes ready for play. Told that to Joe Buck in the booth. We told him they're going to come back in five minutes because that's the the protocol. Then everybody realized what was going on. Coach is saying, I got to be with the player at the hospital. I got to get out of here. Got it. Then they eventually got around to it. Say we're not playing tonight. So, Rich, don't you think knowing that, that this kind of just makes this a non-story? It was like, yeah, you're going by protocol. Then you realize, oh, wait a minute. This is bigger than this. The reason why it's not a non-story or or, or it became a story that might be a Mm non-story is because... In, in all honesty, everybody thinks the NFL's got a reputation. And I told you, I have, I have met many people whose job, when they wake up and they go to sleep, is about player safety and making sure that everything is right on the sidelines if something like this happens and for whom this is the ultimate nightmare. Yeah. Okay? And there may have been somebody who knows an operation saying, okay, uh, what, what do you do now? Just, I guess we're going back. Next man up. That's the way it's always been. In the same way that, again, if Skip Bayless said, you know what, I didn't mean that by my tweet. Well, his, he's got a reputation. Yeah. And that's being brought to bear in the moment. So... You know, the NFL has that reputation and there's a public relations, you know, issue that the league 1 million percent has. And, I'm, you know, but I have met the people whose, whose job it is to make sure this never happens again. And clearly we'll have protocols in place if it does happen again about return to play. Troy Vincent uh, had another conference call just moments ago and reiterated that nobody said five minutes. You have to get out there in five minutes. Clearly, nobody got out there in five minutes. And if it was up, if it did finally come from the coaches and the players saying, we're not doing this, well, the NFL clearly relented, didn't they? Yeah. Immediately? Like there was no demand that you must go out there. You must perform for us. But, you know, there's enough people who think that the NFL is heartless, cold, corporate, and that's a reputation that that is something for them to deal with. And, you know, and if Skip is sitting around going, why do people take that from my tweet? It's just like, hey, bro, look in the mirror. Look at all your tweets about LeBron and everything else. Okay. You know, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Uh, Let's get a news update from the rest of the National Football League. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't done this in a while. Been a while, uh, and even to the point where Tom Brokaw is like, "Really? You want me to? Do you want me to, you want me to introduce like, this a, again?" There's a fifth vote going on right now, yeah. but I, I got to take time out of my day. To That's do, right. To do the that. Speaker of the House stuff. Right. The NBC News Emeritus right. is like, "Really? Yeah." <laughs> Hit it. And now with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. Are you able to conduct this news update while also keeping an eye on the fifth vote for Speaker of the House of Representatives to see if Mike Del Tufo did in fact get a single vote after being nominated for this role? Mike, a good suggestion from one of our tweeters, your first platform could be statehood for D.C., D.C. statehood. I like that. I'm in. I'll do it. Yeah, because they don't get taxed. That's, oh, is that what that's it is? On their, yeah. That's on their license plate, taxation without See, the problem for, and I, my, my, you know, I say this with the ultimate love and respect. 
and and might be you know undercut your bona fides no. to be speaker <laughs> of the house you, you your first platform would be statehood for new jersey even though they already have statehood you know what i mean <laughs> actually, you want to make meatballs like the official food of the United States? All right, what do you got over pizza. there? What's actual news? Okay. Is uh, Mike Garofalo, our buddy at NFL <laughs> Network, uh, tweeted out a few minutes ago that uh, EVP of the league, Jeff Miller, says conversations about the status of Bill's Bengals are ongoing. Decision coming in the next few days, so probably hopefully this week. Troy Vincent says the focus has been on DeMar Hamlin, obviously, and they've just begun speaking yeah. about possible scenarios. Okay. Look, um, so we're getting going. Uh, uh, truly, I, I I think everybody, and it makes sense, would love to get some resolution on Demar Hamlin's short and long term prognoses before making a decision about when to replay this game. Uh, honestly, and so uh, I, there's been a, a respect level and and an understanding of the uh, readiness of these teams to reconvene maybe in the same spot as well as the rest of the league needing to talk it out. So makes sense. What else you got over there? Rich Jets Dolphins on Sunday week 18. It's going to be Mike White. All of his 48 ribs have healed. And he's going to be out there for the Jets against Miami. And Robert Sala is very much looking forward to playing spoiler on Sunday. It's the same thing, another championship game. I know, I know it's technically not, but you've got to keep your mindset in that. And if anytime you have a chance to put a step on the field, you've got to, you've got to step on the gas and do the absolute best you can. And uh, um, would it be nice to have McDaniel hanging out with me poolside uh, in a couple of weeks? You're damn right it would. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but really it's more about us and making sure that we're focused on, on finishing the season strong and being our absolute best and uh, whatever happens, happens. They obviously know each other from the 49ers staff. Yeah, man. Hey, lost amongst all this it's funny. is when I was a kid, like Dolphins-Jets rivalry was nasty. Nasty. The Jets had one of the best rushing attacks of all time with Freeman McNeil in an AFC championship game. By the way, that was the same season of the snowplow game that just had its 40-year anniversary between the Dolphins and the Patriots. Jets and the Dolphins played in the 1983 AFC championship game down in the Orange Bowl. And for some reason, uh, they didn't put the tarp on the field despite it raining the night before with Freeman McNeil and the Jets coming to town. So Richard Todd had to throw it around and he threw it to A.J. Dewey about 90 million times. I mean, the fake spike, the number of that Monday night game that was in the off night of the Subway Series between the Mets and the Yankees, the off night on that Monday night was Dolphins-Jets. This is, oh yeah, baby. I mean, this is is good. And, And the Jets, it would be great to have Mike White perform well going into the non-playing season in which they're going to be shopping around for Derek Carr and others. New quarterback in Washington this week. Their third starter of the year. It's going to be Sam Howell, fifth-round pick from North Carolina. He is going to start. So it's not Taylor Heineke. Not it? Heineke. his first reported out this morning. Yeah, it's going to be Sam Howell. The okay, let's see what we got in him. Let's see what they got. A lot of, a lot of pub on him heading into the year. And uh, you know what? By the way, uh, it, it'll be... It'll uh, be interesting because, you know, rumor had it that Sam Howell was so far from starting last week, it was possible he was the one in the major tutty costume. 
And um, so I don't think anybody's ever seen Sam and Major Tutty in the same space. Substantiated. So can I say the words Major Tutty more? Major Tutty. Major Tutty. By the way, uh, contest. Just apropos of nothing, poll question. Okay. Who you got? Who you got? Major Tutty? Steely McBeam. Steely McBeam. Who do you got? Steely McBeam is Steely McBeam had no business being created. No, no. no it was business. Bill Cowher. It was, it was Bill Cowher as a mascot. The chin. <laughs> yep. The big chin. Like he was taking a Polaroid and jamming it in like Ben Dreith's. Is it is it T-U-D-D-Y or I-E? It's T-U-D-D-Y because okay. I believe it's Tutty because that's what's a reference tutty, tutty, for us. Touchdown. 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 Yeah, like a Tutty. Yeah. Tutty. How is that? I would love to have had a GoPro in that meeting. Like, what are we going to call this hog? Tutty. It's a commander, so it's got to be a. It's got to have a ranking, like a military rank. We go major. Did they, did they strike Colonel Tutty? Did they <laughs> sergeant? Did, 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 sergeant Tutty. Sergeant Tutty would have been great. I, I, I'm not, I mean, of all of all sergeant the rankings, Tutty. they went major. Yeah. Captain Commander, or Corporal. Major's Command. down on the list. General Tutty would have actually been General yeah. Tutty. General's at the top. I mean, I mean that would have been. I mean. Well, Colonel Jessup. Colonel he's, Tutty. He was in line to be. Sergeant Tutty. Lieutenant Colonel Tutty. Yeah. The, the original, they couldn't have called this mascot Weinberg because it's a pig. <laughs> you know, it's not kosher. <laughs> they should have called it Private you, Tutty. You, Lieutenant Weinberg. Whoa. <laughs> By the way, Kevin Pollack, when he was on the show whoa. telling that story. <laughs> going, whoa, what was whoa. that? Where'd that come? Related, really related to Weinberg. <laughs> Didn't expect Nicholson to do that piece of acting. That's great. That's oh, on our YouTube page. Colonel Jessup's. But honestly, like I've been Tutty. Like we went with Tutty. I don't hate Tutty. Okay. I like saying Until Tutty. Until he celebrates a win over the Cowboys this well, week. I don't hate t- the word Tutty, not oh, the okay. mascot Tutty. It's Major Tutty saying. and Sam Howells yeah. coming for the Dallas Cowboys this weekend, baby. Oh, Cowboys wide receiver news, TJ. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's playing so well. The team released James Washington. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I could see that. T.Y. has come up big, that, man. I that, told you. That catch against the Eagles. Come on. Was come amazing. On. And then he had a big one last week, too. Yeah, he did. T.Y.'s already paying dividends. I told I you when it. we signed him, and you kind of mocked it. I'm like, this I, guy excuse me. can ball. You did. I didn't you did. mock you it. Did. The only thing <laughs> I mocked. You did. You excuse did. me. You, you, you I have excuse. memories. I have memories. And we have video. I didn't <laughs> mock it. I didn't mock it. I just said it's typical of the Cowboys to do it one week too late because they had just taken on the Houston Texans, who he owns like Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he wasn't ready. Look up T.Y. Week. Hilton's. Lifetime numbers against the Houston Texans, and they are Derrick Henry versus the Houston Texans. And like, none of those catches that he made mattered more than the I one he it. made. Can we just third agree third. it's a very nice signing? Didn't I say at the top of the show that we should just all watch our words these days? <laughs> can, I get, can I get through a news update? Sorry. Yeah, my my bad, bro. Uh, yeah, calls, like, what did I, I, I left the Speaker of the House votes for this? <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, they're probably going to be a sixth vote. <laughs> is that right? I don't know. He's already got the golden sombrero right now, right? He's 0 for yeah, 4? Yeah, McCarthy's 0 for 4. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Dolphins, uh, two is not going to practice today. Yes. Maybe not this week. Yes. Uh, after I don't know. I mean, jeez. Okay. Ian Rapport saying Teddy Bridgewater had a dislocated finger last week. Uh, and the team signed Mike Glennon to the practice squad. Mike? So Let me tell you about Mike Glennon. Glennon Skyler Thompson's not getting it done. Maybe we see McLennan out there again. By the way, you just used the word that 
Warren Sapp used on NFL Game Day Morning one year, referring to Mike Glennon as Mick Glennon, like he was Mick Glennon. He he referred to him as Mick Glennon. And all of us, Marshall, me, Mooch, Irv, we were useless for the rest of the segment. We could not talk the rest of the segment when you referred to Mike Glennon (laughs) as Mick Glennon. Mick Glennon. Because I think McLennan was the starter for the Bucks at the time and you threw such a terrible bad. pass. It was like a pick six in the first week. In like week two, he referred to him as McLennan. <laughs> so McLennan's back, man. McLennan's back, guys. McLennan's Boy, back. I'll just say this with all due respect to Uh-oh. Mike Glennon. Uh-oh. If he's got any, if he does have any run, then uh, then McDaniel will be the ones ordering the Mai Tais poolside with uh, with Coach Sala. You're probably right. If that is their beverage of choice. You're probably it is right. mine in Hawaii, I'll tell you that. Right. I'm known in my family as Mr. Mai Tai. Did you know that? <laughs> Richie Mai Tai. Mr. Mai Tai. Ask Mai-tai. any of my children, what's Jad's nickname in Hawaii? And their answer will be immediately. Mr. Mai Tai. Correct. I love Hawaii. I you got really, another? You got one I, more? I have a couple more, but we got to go to break. Okay. Well, let's go to break. And then, you know what? We'll tell Brokaw, come out before the sixth vote. We'll do it again. What else we got? All right, let's take a break. Let's find out what is going on in in Western New York. Joe Joe Biscalia of The Athletic is going to join us next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right Power Torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. On our terrestrial radio stations, along with Sirius XM and more back here on the Rich Eisen Show, the Rich Eisen Show radio network powered by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Joining us here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a man who covers the Buffalo Bills for The Athletic uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Joe Biscaglio here uh, on his first spot on our program. How are you doing, Joe? 
I'm doing great, Rich. Uh, Long-time fan of you. Um, okay. uh, I just wish we, we could uh, talk for the first time under different circumstances. Well, you know what? You're covering a, uh, a team that has a chance to win the Super Bowl uh, uh, and, and has a, uh, a terrific team and a terrific organization. Uh, I have a feeling uh, you and I are going to have better circumstances under which to have conversations in future days. For the moment, what is going on with the Bills right now? Can you give me a snapshot of where things stand right around almost 3 Eastern time on the Wednesday after the Monday nighter? Yeah, it's uh, a lot of it is a bit of a holding pattern for now. Um, the the team is obviously heartbroken. I mean, you know, even though the the they did get some good news, the team released a statement that said uh, that there were some improvements both overnight and in the morning. Um, so that is good. The the exact details of that. No one is sharing those, and I, you know, quite frankly, I don't know why they would share those, especially when things are just so fluid as it stands right now. But when, uh, but the team in itself, I guess they're trying to get themselves prepped and ready for a game this Sunday. But uh, so they they scheduled a walkthrough for today. They have uh, a what I think will be a practice tomorrow, unless things change uh rapidly here they have no media availability today and i think a lot of the focus is just still totally on demar hamlin i mean just watching that all unfold um firsthand i mean you know it's one thing to see it on tv um even one thing to to watch from binoculars uh from a press box like i did throughout that whole 15 minute um span that just felt like Time lasted forever, um, but it's another thing to be on the field and watching all of that happening to one of their best friends and their teammate. I mean, it's just I, so I, I feel I feel for everybody over there. They they um, I I don't know that that uh, there's any right answer of what to do, and and I don't know how they're going to be able to focus on a game this Sunday. But uh, I do know they're. Their hearts are hurting right now. Well, one way one one way to help focus would be to get some terrific news um, from the University of Cincinnati Hospital that you know Demar is awake and alert and getting better. But it just seems that um, uh, you know, as you mentioned, this fluid situation that 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 may not occur. Is it possible the situation is so fluid that the Bills might um, call the league? Or have the Pagulas call the league, or whomever call the league, and say Sunday's not, 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 not happening, or we're not ready to do this? Is that possible? From what you I, might be I mean, I think anything is is possible at this point. Um, I mean, I just getting a sense and and just watching how how those players were reacting to the situ- situation real time. The, the the thing that has been rolling through my head. Uh, over the last day or so is how are they going to ask these guys to play on Sunday? I mean, it's it's not even like it's a Sunday to Sunday. It was a Monday night to a Sunday 1 p.m. Um, and, you know, just a, a few moments ago, the NFL just conducted a uh, a conference call, and one of one of the people that were on it was, was Troy Vincent. And, you know, they, they said they hadn't really had any discussions about um, moving that Bills Patriots game, which is scheduled for Sunday at 1 p.m., but that they're going to, you know, speak with the Bills and and you know they, they want to do what's right by them. So I, I I would say that anything is possible if if Sean McDermott, who is still obviously um, trying to go through it himself or his team, 
expresses that, hey, I, I just don't know how we're going to be ready. I think the NFL would be receptive. To, I hope the NFL would be receptive to that based on this, you know, unprecedented situation where, where, you know, they nearly lost one of their teammates on the field in real time. So, so yeah, I, I think, I think it's definitely within the realm of possibilities uh, by the end of the week. Joe Biscaglia of the athletic covering the Buffalo bills here on the Rich Eisen show a few minutes with, with him in Western New York. And Zach Taylor did have a media availability earlier today and said that um, the conversation with the officials on the field that we saw on the uh, ESPN broadcast between the two of them, uh, between McDermott and and, and Zach Taylor, that um, McDermott said, I, I, I need to be at the hospital with DeMar. I need to be at the hospital with my player is what he had to say. And I'm, I just want to leave that in front of you to comment on it, whatever your reporting might be or your thoughts, knowing the team yeah, as you do. No, it, it, it's powerful. And getting to know Sean um, since he walked in the door in 2017, you could definitely tell that he has a, he has a deep care for um, the people on, on their team and even the people who are on the team that, that leave and, and go elsewhere. Uh, there is a deep respect there. He's also learned a lot about how to handle those relationships over the last five plus years, going into six now. And it's, it's. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that that he had such an emotionally and person personality driven reaction to to that sort of impact. And and if you know Sean McDermott, you know that basically. Every single cell in his body is football, 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 football. Like he's constantly thinking about it. He's constantly reading and, and trying to figure out how to improve himself and logging a lot of hours to do so. And in that moment, just separating life from this game, which he invests almost all his life into, um, I, I think it, it really – it really goes to show what is important to him and, and, and certainly from there. So um, I think he's going to listen to his locker room. I think there he's going to be receptive with whatever they have to say. I mean, there's no, I mean, I don't know how any coach would react to a situation like this, but I do know that if, if he, um, is going to continue down the path that I think he will. I think he, he will let the team kind of dictate what they want to do and then, and then go from there. So um, I, when, when I had seen that, seen Zach Taylor say that, I, you know, I, I thought to myself, yeah, that, that, that checks out with Sean McDermott. I mean, he, he has his faults, we all do, but um, he, it, he is certainly someone who is uh, driven to have his players excel both on the field and off and, you know, put them in the best situation possible. In the few minutes we have left, Joe, uh, you covering the team. Um, tell me about DeMar. What do I, what should mm-hmm. I know about DeMar Hamlin? Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he was drafted late round guy. Um, and, you know, they had hoped they could find a solid depth piece in him. And then once Micah Hyde went down with uh, what was thought to be a season ending neck injury at the time, um, then he was given the shot to step in. And, you know, at, from that point forward, the, the media attention on him was starting to increase, but it wasn't like he was one of the stars of the team or anything. I had a few conversations with, with him throughout the year, and every single time, it, just a respectful, uh, you can tell how, how the uh, 
how the players around him, just by seeing him interact uh, with everybody, you can tell how much he's loved within that locker room, um, and certainly how happy people were for him when he when he got that opportunity to be a starter in, in his second season. Uh, you know, under not really under like the the best terms in, in mm-hmm. terms of Micah Hyde having to to suffer a neck injury to do it, but you know, being able to. Uh, get well, that opportunity well, all the same. But, in, in this next man up league, Joe, that we were talking yeah. about and, and, and has received some uh, criticism because of the return to play conversation and how everybody's first thought when this happened was, all right, just like everything else, next man up, let's go, let's get out yeah. there, let's get ready for play until everyone realized, no, we're not going to get ready for play here. And uh, he was the next man up and has has been terrific in that role. Yeah. Um, yeah. He- you know, he's been great, and and they have certainly uh, gravitated toward him throughout the locker room. And, and I thought one of the coolest stories about about his rise and and uh, his close friend um, from younger years and his college teammate at Pitt, Dane Jackson, who's a cornerback on the team and has started almost all the games for for them this year. I mean, seeing those two just kind of riff off each other, even in the locker room, it's been it was a it was a treat to watch, but uh, but now Dane and and you could tell he was he was hurting right away. He couldn't even look uh, when the whole thing mm. was happening. Um, so it, it was, yeah, it was a it was a heart wrenching thing to see happen in front of your eyes in in those fifteen minutes. Before I let you go, then so suss out for me again. <laughs> I know you don't know. Uh, it's very yeah. rare for me to answer ask a question of somebody when I know your answer is going to be I don't know, but. What's your what's your best guess here? Next 24, 48, 72 for the Buffalo Bills, Joe. What do yeah, you think? My best guess is Sean McDermott continues to listen, um, and that's all he really can do. And you know, this is you have a lot of guys who are going through trauma, and there, there's no easy way to say it other than that. And you have to allow them to process things and take the time that they need to. Um, and and because of that, I think McDermott will have a, a vast awareness for how his players are feeling and asking lots of questions, doing lots of listening. Uh, and then from there, if if uh, all went well at the walkthrough today, and they're feeling like you know they're they got a, you know a slight bit of good news about uh, Demar improving, you know however much they want to take go with that. Um, and maybe even practice tomorrow. But uh, if they get any sense that these guys are are just not in it um, for a game on Sunday, then I I would expect that the Bills would would ask of the NFL to see if they could at least postpone it uh, just just a, a day or two, just something, just to give them a little bit more breathing room than you know five, four or five days. Joe, thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it. Let us do this another time when, as you pointed out, the circumstances are not so dire. Thanks for the time. That sounds that, that that sounds wonderful. Thanks so much for having me, Rich. You bet. That's Joe Biscaglia of the Athletic covering the Buffalo Bills here on the Rich Eisen Show. Look, it's twofold. It's twofold. And and again, obviously, you know, I I, I didn't play or is uh, the name of the title of one of my favorite books as a kid, because I was a big Howard Cosell fan. Yeah, I read his book. I never played the game. I never played the game was the name of his book because he was pointing out the the jockocracy that was happening in in sports broadcasting. Remember that yeah. about all the players yeah. who were just coming off of the sideline and and doing his job basically. But at any rate, I never played the game. 
but I've been around the game and I've talked to a bunch of players for 20 some odd years. So if I could suss this out, it's twofold. One is they're not going to, they can't turn the page and do the next game up until they know their guy is okay. Or at least on the verge of being okay or on the path to being okay. They can't just go on without him while he's in the ICU. Easily or readily or at all. I don't know. Either those are the different grades of of how ready they can be. And they understand, you know, it's the sport. This is the league. This is the league that they've been dominating in many ways on many Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays that they've been in and this is their championship season two and they 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 need to hit the pause button on it. Because for them to just say, okay, we're just going to turn the page and just keep doing it while DeMar is on life support. That's half of it, if you will. And the other half is being ready to take that next snap. When they just saw that next snap has put their comrade in the ICU. You know, that's why Ryan Clark tweeted out that the next snap of, of football is going to be really scary. And I get it. And I get it. That again, that veil, that wall that these players have built up in their head and they place behind that wall in the recesses of their minds just how violent this sport is and how the next snap could be the last and what are you going to do if that happens and what... You know, what do you do if you have to find a different career or heaven forbid you are so significantly hurt that it affects the way you live your life and what's going to happen 30 years from now if I have effects from playing and those thoughts are never at the forefront of anybody's mind when you're playing the sport and you saw in real time on Monday night what happens when that wall is destroyed or that veil or that curtain is lifted in real time, right in front of them on the field of play in the middle of a game that they've worked themselves up to place this monstrosity and nightmare behind that wall. The wall just got destroyed right in front of them. And I mean, what reserve is going to take for them to build that wall up again and go out and play a game? This is serious business. I understand, again, that a lot of folks out there are like, well, they're paid millions of dollars to do it, and it's a dream and all that, and that's true. But as we've been talking about, the theme of this week has been they're human beings. Just wanted to throw that out there. Millions of dollars won't affect your emotional state. I mean, it doesn't matter how much money that you have once you see something like that it it, it's it's the this is i just kind of wanted to lay out for what for everyone what what needs to be surmounted resurrected you know absorbed and then eventually executed it's it's a lot We'll be right back on the Rich Eisen Show to wrap up this Wednesday show in a moment. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, when you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just, just doors. You're unlocking potential, the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss, do your own success, and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal that you set. To help you follow your own passions and reawaken the spirit of adventure and check all the big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences right off your bucket list. 16 body types. You can choose a gas or diesel engine. There's thousands of ways to customize. Now available in an all-wheel drive. Take it on a vacation. Start a business with it. Because a Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now is the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Hunter in La Crosse, Wisconsin, has been hanging on for a bit. What's up, Hunter? Hi, Rich. Um, I was wondering regarding the uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin tragedy and obviously the controversy about whether or not they postpone the game, replay it, or how they handle the pretty set-in-stone playoff schedule. Uh Do you think the NFL schedule makers are going to take this into account in the future? Um, like I, like you said, the Super Bowl is pretty set in stone. It we, is. You cannot move it. The, hotel reservations are gotten, and you know uh, you can't move it. You cannot move a Super Bowl. It's that simple. It's there's too much, too many logistics involved in getting a building ready and having it ready for the game and having people come into town. But I mean, I don't know how you plan for it. This is you can't plan for it. And as Mike Florio mentioned in the first hour back in 2001, and obviously 9-11 doesn't equate to what we've just seen, but the what it does equate in is a, um, a, a moment or an event that does affect the schedule. And, um, and that happened in week two, week three. And you had a whole season in order to come up with an idea to make up for it and and for everyone to plan for it right now, Hunter, and thanks to the call, there's nothing to do. There's no, there's no wiggle room. The schedule ends this weekend. The series, the season ends this weekend, and there's still so much on the line and so much at stake. And you have two teams that had to postpone their game that affects 
like I said, it affects their standings. It affects the Chiefs. It affects the Ravens. It affects the, the Patriots because the Bills are taking on the Patriots. And because it affects the team that has a win-and-in scenario for Week 7, it affects anybody else that wants that. I mean, uh, win-and-in scenario for the seventh seed in Week 18, it affects anybody else who wants that seventh seed, which is Miami and Pittsburgh. So what? Pittsburgh, Miami, New England, Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, uh, Kansas City, and the Ravens. That's seven. And technically, because the Ravens, if they lose... Um, the Chargers could get a five seed instead of a six seed, meaning visiting uh, Jacksonville or Tennessee, as opposed to either one of Cincinnati, Kansas City, or or Buffalo. You got to include the Chargers in there too, right? It's pretty much every team in the AFC one, two, three currently five, six, seven, eight, nine. The only ones not affected are the Titans and the Jaguars who are playing Saturday night, no matter what, right? Did I get that right? That's it. That's eight teams who are waiting to hear where they're going and, and how they're going and when they're going and when they're playing and what they're doing. And everybody else is just remaining patient because that's the humane thing to do right now. Period. So there's all of that. Um, lost amongst, well, a lot's been lost amongst this, uh, is a, a rash of insane basketball stat lines in recent days yeah yeah i mean we haven't been paying much attention but it's well i mean we've been, been paying on. attention it just hasn't been appropriate been i guess to yeah, talk about it point. Yeah, you yeah. know 71 from donovan mitchell while i was on uh while we were all on walkabout 60 from luca right? 60 20 triple double right 60 20 triple double <laughs> um Clay had 54 the other night in a double overtime game. Yep. LeBron has been out of his court. LeBron, LeBron's last been? 10 days have been pretty it, special. It's like he's just out of high school again. Yeah. He looks amazing. He looks amazing. And the Lakers are winning, too. It's not like, well, LeBron's. But, I guess the they're wasting LeBron's season can be. Uh, uh, it's already been a story, and it might be one later on. And then you got Giannis last night, right? 55-piece from Giannis last night. Uh, you also have Embiid's just been, Embiid had a for 40 some reason, plus not night. getting any attention, but he's been dominating. Just some crazy scoring numbers. The Nets are hot 12 straight, 12 in a row. Now they're the two-seed in the East. That's right, isn't it? Boston got absolutely punked what last happened? night by Oklahoma. I don't know. Some weird stuff has been going on with that team the last couple weeks. Some uh, some losses that they just shouldn't have had. What and their their interim head coach needing to have like he had a, he he hurt his sick. eye in a, in a pickup game or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and like ten minutes before was was out. Damon Stoudemire was coaching. A lot of weird. Did stuff. you know Damon Stoudemire was even on I the d- staff? I did actually, you but did. a lot of weird stuff has been kind of going on with them the last couple weeks. The Nets are on fire. The Nets are on fire, man. A little worried. <laughs> a little worried. Well, certainly if they're playing like that, yeah. and. Kyrie isn't tweeting anything out anymore. He's doing his thing. He's doing his thing, all right. He's been looking tremendous. Yeah, Durant, too, is just... Whew. Play this Giannis soundbite, because in this day and age, any anything that will give you a smile will, will take it, because you can't say this guy's name without a smile. This is what he had to say about his 55 piece last night. For my team, uh, for myself, well, obviously the game that we play, it's it's all it's all about winning. We are judging uh, winning. Uh, for me, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy the game. I want to create art as much as I can. And uh, 
I want to get in a position that uh, my game, which I think I have got it, so that position that my game is boring. You know, uh, I just do what I do, and people don't don't talk about it because it's become boring. You know, I do it every single night, and uh, that's what uh, I want to do. I want other people to feel like my game is boring, and uh, but I don't get bored. You know, um, the greats. The best players never get bored to go out there. They always give their, their best every given night. It doesn't matter who they play and uh, try to win the game. That's Greek to me. I don't speak Greek. Uh, do they have a different de- different definition They're of boring? boring? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. In Greece? I don't know. I think what he, he's I mean, talking about is the fact that like he puts up these stat lines, right? And yes. he'll go 35 and 14 and three yeah. blocks. And we're at the point now where we're just Ho-hum. like, Cool. Yeah, because yeah, cool. now right. he's to the point where we expect this to happen. So, so I think you, that's what he means by boring. It's just like, oh, okay, Giannis put up 36 and 17. Great. Can I also just point out that maybe if he says he's boring, that a team shouldn't break themselves up to acquire him? <laughs> I mean, Giannis's last don't three, trade for Giannis? Last three games. <laughs> yeah. Giannis's last three games, 45, 22, and 7. That was uh, last week against the Bulls. 43, 20, and 5 That's against boring. the T-Wolves. It's, you're boring me. And then 55, 10, and 7 yeah, last night. That's so boring. <laughs> you're boring me. You're tiring me. You know what? it's not boring? You know what's not, not boring? Donovan Mitchell's 71 piece. You know why? Because it was a big-time combination that night between him and Robin Lopez that Robin tweeted out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get it out of the way and point out that Donovan Mitchell and Robin Lopez combined for 72 tonight. <laughs> Hashtag historic game. That's what Robin Lopez tweeted out, winning Twitter for the was week. Was that something like Will Perdue did when Jordan had 55? And I, think like, I think it was Bill Wennington. Bill Wennington. Bill Wennington. Yeah. I knew it was one of those Bulls Because Jordan in his 55-piece <laughs> in the garden passed to St. John's great Bill Wennington to winner. wrap it for the winner, okay. and they combined for 57 that <laughs> <laughs> yes, that I remember. That'll wrap it up for this Wednesday show. We will chat with everybody on the radio Thursday and on Roku in a moment. Peace.